What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and now TV. And today on our TV dissections, we are dissecting episode two of Dexter New Blood, Storm of Fink. <laughs> what, a, what a title, right? And we all, yes. We'll figure out why when we talk about the, the plot of this episode. Joining me is the better half of DNA Gaming, Angela! We had to say it this time. Yes. <laughs> so, you know how this goes. We're going to do spoiler-free in the beginning, and then we'll do kind of like a... We'll give you guys a warning when we go into spoilers. And then, uh, yeah, that's how, we, that's how we do these things. So, let's go around. Well, it's just me and you, but let's go around. <laughs> and let's talk, go around the let's room. Let's just go around the room, you know? And talk about what we thought of episode two. Of course, our guest, or of course, you got to start. Can I just say that you were right, though, about your predictions from last last week? I, wh what was my predictions? Not, I'm blanking. What did I uh, say about you said it was going to be a certain person's episode? Ah, yes. With the uh, with the title of the way it is, you knew who was going to be heavily involved involved in this episode. There was only one point in this episode where I was a little bit uh, disturbed by said person's actions. Mm. But overall, I was like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, <laughs> there was there was lots of O's. It, it was great. So many, so many questions and and always the fact of. I thought certain people were different than I than I thought in the going through episode one. You know, you have uh, Matt the kind of the main antagonist of that episode. And I thought he was the son of that oil baron guy. Me too. Me too. Guess not. Well, that was kind of spoiler. Sorry, everybody. But, um, but yeah, I, I liked the episode. It was kind of slow in a way. It kind of, it definitely wasn't hitting certain beats for me. I thought it was kind of, it kind of lulled in certain spots, but I do like the reveal that we got at the end um, and kind of you get one of those perspectives where there's always there's two things going on at the same time, like two things going on. But then one person, the, the person who's involved in that second thing is actually becomes involved with the, the main thing that you're really focused on in this episode. Uh, Clancy Brown makes his appearance. Uh, Clancy Brown, who is infamous. You know, he's this man has done so much in Hollywood over the last probably three decades or more uh, for, for young, younger people, even us. I mean, we were kids when this show came out, but he's the voice of Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob. I mean, he's Can you feel it, Mr. Krabs. Yeah. I mean, he's been in, he's been in some, some amazing movies. He's done television for a long time. He's a very talented man. Uh, and mm -hmm. I'm very intrigued to see what kind of, role he plays in this uh, even though we kind of get a glimpse of who he is even though we don't really see him in in that way but you know that he's gonna be that guy you kind of get that vibe but it throws you off sometimes because it could it doesn't really put a paint a picture of him it could be you know there's so there's a few people where you're like okay who who's gonna be the big bad of this this season is it going to be that? Is it going to be him? Is it going to be him? Is it going to be her? It's 
I'm liking this so far. I'm liking where they're going with this. There's really not a lot of non-spoiler stuff we could talk about because we got to, you know, I feel like we just got to jump right into how this episode went. So, so spoilers. Sorry, this literally we're not even five minutes into the episode, but spoilers. We're going right into spoilers. So if you haven't That's seen episode, yep. If you haven't seen episode two of Dexter New Blood, make sure you watch it before you watch this review. If you don't care, then continue on. All right, here we go. So pretty much it opens up at it pretty much picks up right at the end of episode one. Uh, Dexter and Harrison are at the cabin. And Harrison, of course, has a lot of questions and he's very reserved in himself because, of course, Dexter pretty much abandoned him. So he has that kind of like he's trying to make Dexter feel guilty, which Dexter does. I mean, he doesn't say it. I mean, he does say it later on in the episode, but he definitely a lot of his internal dialogue is what he's actually thinking. I love that they brought that back. That is a key point of Dexter is that internal dialogue of him talking about something, but then in his head, he's, say, he's saying the things that, if he says the things that are in his head, he, it's incriminating. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's Harrison just asking some questions. Um, we also find out that uh, Hannah, who Harrison lived with, who's a step-mom, step-mom pretty much, uh, she passed away. She got cancer and died. And the weird thing was, is he talks about his mom, but I remember his mom being like, she was like a baby when she died. Like, I feel like he wouldn't remember her unless someone told him about her, which Hannah might've, but it was, it was just a weird, it was kind of weird. Be like, would you remember your mom? Cause I remember the whole thing was she died and like he found him crying and it was like the same scene of, when Harry found Dexter when he was a kid, it was like that whole mirror image. But yeah, it was, it was kind of weird, but I kind of ignored it. Uh, so this episode is called storm of fuck because it, this is a Deb central. This is a very, very much Deb involved episode. Uh, of course, as we talked about last week, Deb is dead. Uh, if you had watched the end of the original series into this, Deb is dead. So, but Deb is the new uh, subconscious of Dexter. She lives in his head and she tortures him now because of the fact that he is taking Harrison in and, you know, giving him a home and, and becoming part of his life again. And Deb doesn't think that's a good idea. So she, she turns because I love how she, in the first episode, she was very, uh, like she was very like happy with where Dexter was. She was proud of him. It was a, a a very odd relationship to be to be honest. Deb has always been a weird De- the Dexter Deb relationship has always been weird throughout the, even the original series. Uh, what did you what did you think of all of the Deb situations? I've got the scene going now that like made me just dis- uh, just disturbed me. Oh, speak of that. Speak of that scene. Go ahead. So it's where um, it's where she's tapping the bullet on the glass, and oh she breaks the glass God. and is screaming at him. And she like grabs him from behind and shoves the bullet in his mouth. Like I yeah. could physically feel it. Like I had to swallow really hard at that moment because I was like, mm. like, yeah, that was probably. I I mean I watched the entire original series and there was some scary parts of that show. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was always, I think, the the fear of Dexter was always the fact of, you know, the main character is a serial killer, but his whole thing is that he kills bad people. He's not, he doesn't just go out and kill to kill. He kills people he thinks deserve to die. And so your whole thing throughout the original series was, is Dexter, when's Dexter going to get caught? Is he going to get caught here? Like, that was what you were scared of. It wasn't the fact of, like, oh, God, this villain of the season is a scary guy. No, it was like, is Dexter going to get caught? Is he going to get killed? Is it just all of these questions would go through your head until you saw that season finale of whatever Dexter did. And it was great. That scene was the scariest scene in Dexter. In not in a, in a different way, though, something we've never really seen yeah. in Dexter. Like that was ter- mm-hmm. that was a horror movie scene. Deb is yep. literally so Deb's whatever. It's just it's Dexter's visions. He it's all in his head. So there's like times where he's screaming at her, but it's not actually happening. It's just all happening in his head because in the scene where he's in the truck and he screams at her because she's in the in the passenger, <laughs> she's just giving him shit. Yes. She's grilling yes. him. So the entire episode, Deb is grilling him giving him shit laughing at him for being sloppy because of course in the last episode he kills matt and and she and and he doesn't really he's he's a very tidy person but he kind of left some things you know out in the snow like there were blood there was a blood trail and he's got to hide that before someone sees it and she's laughing at him which i thought was was pretty funny but yeah, her favorite word to use is fuck. She says fuck a lot in <laughs> in the entire series. So this was a perfect title for for it because it was literally her storming, just putting a full-on storm onto Dexter for all the this stuff that he did within this last like what 12 hours. <laughs> it's just yeah. But that scene, yeah, that scene was horrifying. Like it, it the fact that just that you just see their silhouette outside, but you hear the tapping. And then the glass breaks, and then she just literally comes from behind him and just pries his mouth open and just shoves her hand with the bullet that she pries like, out of her fucking. I have oh. chills just hearing you talk about it. It's it's a it, in credit to Jennifer Carpenter for how amazingly she did the scene. Uh, yeah, I was I was like, oh my god, for, just I wasn't expecting this like the just the sheer difference between Harry and the original series and how he was with Dexter. He was just kind of a spirit. He was there to kind of either try to push Dexter in the right direction. He never interfered with him and he never interacted with him other than talking to him. Deb is interacting with him, like physically like doing things to him, even though it's not real and no one else can see this. It's still horrifying. Because it's it's ultimately her ghost haunting him, where yeah. Harry is kind of just like his, I guess his spirit was living inside Dexter, where Deb is literally like a shadow over Dexter, just waiting for him to fuck up. So speaking of fuck, I googled <laughs> it because I was curious. Deb says fuck nine hundred ninety six times in the season or the series of Dexter. The- I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I love it. Somebody went through and counted. Oh, man. Deb, she's wild. It's great. So, so yeah, so Harrison comes, tells him about 
uh, yeah, tells him about Hannah, how she got cancer, and Harrison found a letter that Dexter had wrote to Hannah uh, about pretty much if if Hannah sees anything dark within Harrison, let him know. And so Harrison's very upset about this because he's like, what, what kind of darkness are you talking about? And I think the fact that Dexter always seems like he's going to slip up where he's not going to know what to say, but then he always figures out the right thing to say and then turns everybody like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like everyone loves Dexter. Like, everybody loves him. Well, he's Jim Lindsay to the town, yep. but yep. everybody loves this guy because he knows the right things to say, and he's generally, you know, for a serial killer, which is a weird thing to say, he's a nice guy. Like, he's a good guy. Yep. He's a very, like... It's- supportive person in the community he does what he's got to do he just has that dark that darkness inside him uh and he was just afraid that he was going to pass that along to harrison and uh you kind of get some glimpses of something dark in harrison throughout this episode it's not anything like oh shit he's gonna be another dexter but you're like oh are they setting something up where harrison could become someone like like dexter or is dexter gonna bring him in and, and mentor him Kind of like Harry did uh, when Dexter was a kid. Um, it's yeah. It's it's. I'm very. I hate week to week. I'm so. I think we've been so uh, lucky to get a lot of TV shows, especially on streaming services now, where you can get the entire seasons right there. Like here you go, the entire thing. And so going back to like doing week to weeks, it's like man, sometimes it's tough because you're always left with like. That ending, that cliffhanger ending, we were like, man, what are they going to throw at us now? And I can't wait for for what's next. But yeah, so Dexter in the morning, so they, you know, he sets some, he stays, uh, stays over the house. And then the next morning, Dexter goes outside and notices, oh shit, there's blood. There's a blood trail leading uh, to the woods where he pretty much dragged Matt out of. Uh, which you see at the end of the first episode. And so he's got, so he's in the middle of trying to cover it up. And then the entire freaking police department and crime scene investigators and the entire, pretty much the entire town shows up because they're going to do a, a search. (laughs) They was like, Oh shit. The thing is, it's like everyone pulls in. You're like, Oh no. Like, is he screwed? Like, did someone see him? Did something at, and that's what's great about this show is they always make you question everything that's happening. And you're like, man, we're only two episodes in. Like, are we are we already doing this? But then they're like, nah, yeah. we're switching it over. We're doing a cert. Yeah. We're we're we got to we're trying to find Matt. Well, he disappeared. He was hunting. He disappeared. So we need to go find him. So they go do that. Dexter pretty much has to convince uh, his girlfriend Angela, the police chief to let him go to where the deer is because he tells her about the deer that was shot. So he, but he's like, shit, I got to make sure I go out there and make sure that mess is cleaned up. So there is no way they could uh, trail it back to me. So they go out there, him and Harrison go out there in his cool little ATV and he's swerving to run over the blood. (laughs) Harrison's like, what other, are you avoiding rocks? (laughs) Oh, yeah. he, said, oh. he said something about having a hard time driving. He's like, oh, no, yeah. I'm avoiding rocks. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> he's just he's just running over the 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 blood spots. We get to the deer, and he pretty much tells Harrison to go back that he found the deer to you know bring people back, and so that's when he's doing his thing. And this is when you get Deb showing up and just berating him up and like down, left and right. Oh man, she is laughing at him. Up. The whole, oh, it's a great scene. Listen, a lot of people, like I said in the last episode, a lot of people dislike Deb because she is very emotional. She's a very up, she's a, her, she's an emotional roller coaster throughout the entire original series. And it kind of turned people off of the show in a way. I always love Deb because of the fact that she's an emotional roller coaster and that she always, she's always trying to do the best she can, but she always gets put in some shitty situations. And it's always usually Dexter's fault that she gets into those situations. And you don't get to see, you really, I mean, she went off on Dexter a lot in the original series, but this was a different, it just felt different because the fact that she's not, she's dead. So it's, it's, it's like I said, it's her, it's her ghost just literally torturing Dexter for everything. And it's but just you great. Have her. Well, you have her who is, she has that wide range of emotions to combat his no emotion. Yeah. Like he just has nothing. He's just one. Yes. They are completely so you opposite. Have to have, you have to have that balance. Mm-hmm. And I think they work well with each other. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're a yin, yin, yin and yang in from what I see, like, you know, he's dark and she's she's light in a way. Um, and they kind of counteract each other. Uh, but also, I mean, they're not technically related other than you know, because Dexter was adopted. Mm-hmm. Which is a cool little twist when you find out later that so Angela, who is Dexter's girlfriend, finds out that Harrison is Jim's son. And so she's visibly upset and Dexter's like, shit, like this is probably something I should have told her. But of course, he didn't expect this to happen. He never thought he was going to see Harrison again. So. But back to the deer. So like after Deb is doing all that, he hides a glove, Matt's glove with some blood on it over by the road, because shortly a short distance from where the deer was killed was a like a highway. So he's trying to put a narrative that. He shot the deer and he fled because he knew he was fucked because the deer uh, was on Native American land on the Seneca people's land, which is a big no, no, Uh, because I guess so Angela, I from what I'm taking it, Angela was part of is part of that tribe. She's part of the Seneca people. Uh, And she I don't, this is what I'm taking. They don't specifically say it. She doesn't specifically say it, but I believe from what I was watching and just the way that her and the, um, uh, one of the, one of the guys that was at the, the carcass there when he was like, are you fucking kidding me, Angela? Like we had it, like this is, we don't do this stuff. And then, you know, but it was Dexter's coercion to get them to think it was Matt, even though Matt did kill the deer. Um, but it, to try to convince them that Matt did, you know, the, the order of things, he kills the deer, runs away and all that shit. But it, also they mentioned something about, I can't remember. 
what was the name of the girl that that the the guy mentions to her like and it was mentioned later on when she's talk when Angela's talking to her to Audrey and she says I'm not this person I can't remember oh. what the name was uh Lily. Yeah. No. Yes. What? Wait, no. Wait, wait. No, it wasn't Lily. Sorry, that's a different girl. That's the girl in the room. Yeah. It's her it's her daughter. Not her daughter. So the the general the, the, the guy yes. states the um the guy states that you know the whole thing of like when a rich white asshole goes missing. They, the whole town comes together and search for this person. But one of our people goes missing. It's just, yeah. Oh, you know, they just run You know, they're just having issues and they run away from home. They'll be back type deal, which is in reality. Like this is based on reality. This is, you know, native, the, the amount of disappearances um, of women and children in, uh, you know, in native communities or, on reservations and all that it, it's rampant throughout Canada and the, in the United States. It's a real thing and it's not as, and it's true. Like that whole statement is not just something they made for the show. It's something that's based in reality and it's terrifying, but it's, it's, and it's very sad, but yeah, there was a name that he mentioned. I can't remember. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to put some puzzle pieces together, stuff that they have not stated, but this is kind of like throwing theories out there that might be debunked as we progress through this season, but I'm feeling that the name that he mentioned was some girl that was either re is related to Angela. That was part of the, the Seneca people. And because of the fact that she adopts Audrey, which you find out she, Audrey's adopted, uh, which is a cool little twist since the fact that Dexter was adopted. I don't know if that's going to have anything um, linked later on down the road, even though they're not related. And, yeah, in some of the, the darkness that you see in Harrison, like they go out to like him and these kids go out to a cabin to like smoke weed and, you know, do a bunch of stuff. And Harrison is very nonchalant, even though he sees like them going through his backpack and he's very yeah. like closed off and he's closed off, but he also shares things at the same time. Like he's like at, in some moments he he just feels like he's like just chill. And then, and then he'll just spill the beans to these people he literally just met. He's, yeah, he's hard to read, Harrison. But I'm interested to see how his character progresses through this, this series. But the big thing that I was stating in the spoiler-free was, uh, I thought that Matt was the son of the oil baron guy. I did not realize that he, that he wasn't his father. Did you think the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, they've called his dad and I was like, oh, well, he's she's at his house. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, because when Apparently she goes. not. Yeah, because when she goes to um, what's his name? Uh, Owen Olson. Sorry. When he goes, she goes to Olson's house. Uh, Angela goes to Olson's house. He, you know, she doesn't state anything about like, you know, they have the conversation about helping out with the investigation. He doesn't seem concerned. And I'm just like, man, this is weird. If you like, it's your son. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be more concerned? Like he's gone, like he's missing or could be dead or something like that. 
And then after that, I'm like, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. It was it was a weird thing. So yeah, she goes there to ask for help to get it because he's a you know very rich man. So she's got he's got a helicopter. He's gonna fly that helicopter around to try to help with the search. And uh, that's when we get, you know, we get the the thing where he talks about how people need to see me for the good that I do, not for, you know, it's just that's just how this generation looks at things. They want to look at the the always the potentially evil things that people do, but they won't look at the the good that I do. Like all the stuff I've done for the Seneca people, you know, if it wasn't for me, their hospital wouldn't be supplied or running. And pretty much he's like, yeah, if it wasn't for my money, these people would be fucked. Pretty much. Yeah. So we then cut over to this girl who's in a hotel room or you think is a hotel room. This is where it gets weird. This is where it starts feeling like Dexter. Like this is starts feeling like old school Dexter is this girl's in her room. She takes a shower. She comes out. It's got like chocolate covered strawberries and some champagne. And she goes hog wild on that champagne <laughs> and she passes out, wakes up. And she, you know, not feeling good because, you know, who did probably not a lot of people feel good after probably chugging an entire thing of champagne. Also, who knows if she was drugged from the champagne because you find out there's a camera in her room and some creeper is watching her on a laptop. And later on, she finds out she can't leave the room. There's no door handle and she freaks out and then notices there's a cat, the camera. And then and when she goes up close to the camera, it says, you're already dead. Yeah. That in blood, which was like, oh, man. But the thing is, you get the glimpse of you kind of get a glimpse of his face, kind of like just a portion of his face. And you kind of and you pick up. Oh, shit. This is going to be who the big bad is for this season. And when you get to the end of the episode, because they call off the search, they're like, he's probably either long gone somewhere or whatever. So we're just going to call it off. There's no way we're going to find him. We have all this evidence stating of, you know, what he did. And right as everything is going back to normal and Dexter's ready to pretty much be like relieved that everyone's leaving his property. This guy shows up. You're like, who the hell is this guy? And he comes out. It's Clancy Brown. Uh, His name is Kurt. Yep. And he is the father of Matt. And he's like, what are you doing? I understand Matt was, Matt's not a, the most favorable kid here, but you know, he's my son and he needs our help. And so yeah, he, he turns, me if he did something wrong. Yeah. If he did something wrong, I'd be the first one to know. And he, and we're like, oh shit, this is the guy. Be based on the face that you see watching the laptop. And then you see him show up and you're like, oh shit. This is the guy. And yeah, he turns it. He uh, persuades everybody to, you know, he's, he states all the things that he's done in the community about, you know, fire trucks and helping the get a new roof on the sporting goods store and all this stuff. I'm like, damn, it's just money. Like literally, Hey man, I'll give you a lot of money. You got to be nice to me. You got to do things for me. It's like, this is everybody's throwing out the money. Yes. Love me because I give you money. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. And so the investigator, so the search goes back on and 
we then and then Dexter is just standing over the fire and you find out that Dexter buried Matt's body underneath the fire pit. Now, I thought he was going to throw him in the lake. And that's what I thought. And the way that he was talking about it in the first episode, I thought that's where it's going to be. And then when it pans from the fire down to the bags of the body and then you see Matt's head under there like, oh. Okay, that's that's where we're going with that. But yeah, that's that's episode two. Um, a lot of kind of it all took place pretty much in one spot. It takes place on Dexter's property in in the woods. Um, a lot of a lot of conversation, but that's how this the show goes. A lot of uh, you know, the kids talking, um, meeting the kids in the you know Harrison meeting all the kids in the community, kind of forming a bond with Audrey. Uh, which I thought she was going to like, I always assume when girls, when children, children are cast for like high school kids, they're always like in their mid to late twenties, you know, playing a high schooler. She's like, she's only 19. Oh, well. So it's not too bad. Uh, and her name's Johnny Sequoia. Uh, yep. 2002. Mm-hmm. No, my gosh. Right. <laughs> I was in high school. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, so Dexter, and we also didn't stay like Dexter persuades Harrison to stay. Uh, and, and, you know, because Dexter's just being honest with him. The only thing he won't tell him is what he really does, though. Like why really the actual reason why Dexter left um, all those years ago. But we'll probably see something down the road that'll, you know, how far down the road. We'll, who knows? But I'm excited to see what's next. All right. What um what's our final thoughts on uh Dexter episode two? What are we looking forward to? More Deb. More Deb. <laughs> Do you think we're gonna see anybody else from the original series? I want to, but then I'm like, who are they gonna bring back? Right. So many people died in the original. Right? And everybody thinks Dexter's dead. Yeah. So it would just, I, I, yeah, it wouldn't make sense, but you never know. You never know. It's, it's, uh, I'm very intrigued to see, uh, Clancy Brown's, um, presence in this season because, I mean, it's, I mean, that's just my guess. I mean, based on what you saw, right? He's going to be the, the kill, the, the killer that, okay. you know, Dexter goes after in the, in this show. I'm I'm very excited though. I'm very excited. I mean, I'm always excited for Dexter. Yes. So episode three uh, will be out on Sunday, meaning we'll be back next Tuesday to give our review on that. Uh, make sure to check out our our new episode of the podcast. Will be out on Friday. We talked about movie remakes, so make sure to check that out. Uh, this will be out Wednesday, so you're welcome. And it's a nice, it's a nice little short one. You know, it's a nice episode. You can, you know, if you got a nice half hour ride to work or a half hour to kill, you listen to this, but this is something fun and we're definitely gonna be doing other TV shows down the road. I, I don't know what shows yet, but it's going to happen. So look forward to that and other shows in the future. All right. Well, if we got nothing else to state, uh, thank you very much. And we will see you all next week. I am Brett Parker and that is Angela from DNA gaming. And this is dissect that film TV dissections. See you all next week. Bye.